Premier League action back and Premier Pep Talk is back. Of course, episode 23, motherfuckers. Let's get right into it. Premier back. Nothing too crazy happened. Big Six handles business except Tottenham. Um, (laughs) Except Tottenham and they could easily be replacing that Big Six soon because Newcastle's on fire. I tried to jinx them last week. It backfired on me. Um, but yeah, it was a good weekend um, for both of our teams, and it was a good weekend in general. Boxing Day, some good fixtures, and yeah, we're back. What uh, what do you want to talk about about uh, what happened this weekend? Anything in specific? Oh. Any Boxing Day stuff, or do you just want to get right into the Arsenal Man City of it? Yeah, let's just get right into the games. I mean, I think yeah. both of our clubs are playing, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else, other than Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle looks scary. 3 nothing against Leicester. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Boxing Day um, started off with Tottenham, ended with Arsenal. I'll start it off with Arsenal. Um, top of the league still, 3-1 win against West Ham. What did I predict on that? I think I was 2-1, right? Or was I was I 3? I think I was 2-1. But yeah, it was... For the, uh, for the Arsenal game, you had 2-1. Two to one. Okay. Yeah. So close, but no cigar. And um, yeah, we had a little bit of rust in the first half. Uh, I don't think we played bad. I think the final ball wasn't there. We were just off of our pace a little bit. Um, It was a little worrying considering our last two friendlies, we did not score at all. So we went, what is it? 235 minutes scoreless technically if you include the friendlies so that was a little concerning especially first game back with no jesus but second half we put all the worries to bed we continued playing well and then that final ball was there i uh, got a little lucky on the first goal odegaard who was probably the man of the match lost yeah. a shot goes right to saka saka puts it in the back of the net second goal martinelli does the keeper? I think he was. He did him with his eyes, trying to oh, trying to showed him that he was trying to cross it. Gets him near post. Probably still should have saved it, but Martinelli doing Martinelli things. And then third goal, Eddie Anketia, which was nice to see. What a beautiful, beautiful goal! It wasn't a tap in, it wasn't a cheap goal, wasn't anything like that. It was a very, very good goal that should give him ton of confidence and. I picked Martin Martin Odegaard to get my goal, and then I switched it to Nketiah to kind of back him because we need him rocking. Yep. And, yeah, I, th- I thought he, overall he was pretty good. He was a little shaky in his final ball in the first half, but the whole team was. And that third goal was very, very beautiful. Uh, Ian Wright-esque, very, very sharp striker's goal. It's a highlight goal. And, um, yeah, it was a good performance. Cannot be displeased with that. World Cup rust, nope, shook that off in 45 minutes. Yep. Overall, I was happy. What did you think of it from an outsider's perspective? I think overall as a theme for most clubs, I think what we all anticipated was kind of wrong, which was maybe some rust getting back into the club, um, kind of getting the chemistry back, the one-twos, figuring out what was going on. You look at, like you've mentioned, the big six kind of all taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of hit the ground running. And I mean, that's good. That's good for the product. Um, I'm really happy about that. Obviously, uh, this game I watched with a very careful eye. Um, the pen was justified, 
West Ham did absolutely nothing from an offensive perspective. Um, I refuse to get that much more impressed with Arsenal because I expected this. And for people to continue to act like this is not something like they're going to fall off, I just laugh at them because you haven't been watching. And you obviously don't remember Leicester. Um, Any argument you make towards this team not being the best is absurd. Um, I don't care what they were last year, what they have on the bench, who's their manager, who's coming back from World Cup, who's it does not matter. The product is clear, head above head and heels above everyone else. Um, the one twos, the energy. I joked with you in a text message. Uh, if Odegaard never looked at the scoreboard, I mean, he, I don't think he knew what the score was. The guy mm-hmm. just kept on playing and kept on attacking. And yeah, he scuffed his shot ugly, but the whole point of the tactics and the movement is to be in the right places mm-hmm. and you earn your own luck. Mm-hmm. Outsiders would say, oh, that's kind of bullshit. But what's not bullshit is the fact that Kentia had a great move. What's not bullshit is that Gabriel had a great little hezzy that opened up the keeper and that shoulder shrug, that little hezzy right before he takes a shot and brings it back to his left. It's just wonderful. And yeah, I mean, I've, 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 you obviously know I'm worried. I've been worried. And January window is going to be very interesting to see what ends up happening for, for Arsenal. I'm very, very curious. Yeah, everybody was waiting, hoping Arsenal was going to come back, look rusty, look yeah. like trash without Gabriel Jesus. Um, and that wasn't the case. I was getting messages from one specific clown named Jimmy the Snake. Hey, yo. A real fucking lowlife piece of trash. Very, very giddy, like a little schoolgirl when we went down 1-0. But then fucking silent, like the gutless mutt he is afterwards. And I think what this game proved is that we are for real. The things I like to see, um, you know, if anybody had doubts that there was going to be any rust, even some Arsenal fans, you know, sometimes I have PTSD flashbacks to us bottling it in the past. Um but if there was any doubts, this is a completely different team. What I liked about this game is we play just like Man City now. Obviously, in order to call, say we're just like Man City, the silverware has to follow. But the style we play, the relentless pressure, the movement of the ball, the nonstop pressing, the one-twos, the triangles, the, the, the constant pressure that we put on teams, it must be exhausting. I thought West Ham played good in that first 45 minutes, but they just couldn't keep up the pace. Arsenal, they're constantly shrinking the field. We, we play a high line, make the field really small. Everybody's good on the ball. Ben White, Gabriel, Saliba, everybody's good on the ball. Everybody can has a good first touch. And then when we lose the ball, I was really impressed at how we were winning it right back. And that just wears you down. And that goes to say what you were saying about, you know, being in good positions, uh, what I've really liked from this team is in the past we haven't got that first goal and then we start to panic. I haven't seen that at all. We just play our game and we know the goals will come. You take a shot, you take enough shots, get enough good shots. Martin Odegaard takes a shot, it bounces to Saka, there's your goal. We keep the pressure on because we know the goals will come. And that's what I'm really, really impressed with. We're, We're a completely different team. And for me, I have to start approaching games as a fan 
realizing that we are not that team from last year. We took that lump from bottling Champions League and we said, fuck it. We're not going to dwell on it. Mm-hmm. This is a process. And losing and heartbreak is usually the first step. It's usually the biggest step. They took that heartbreak of missing out on Champions League and they got 10 times better. This is a completely different team from last year. And we need to all start looking at it, including Arsenal fans, because there's still a lot of, and myself as well, still a lot of nervousness and just waiting for the ball to drop. And what this game proved to me after a six-week hiatus, this is a legit, legit contender, 100%. We get in a Mudrick, a Felix, a couple players. Smith Rowe comes back. I mean... I was watching Mudrick highlights, and I totally convinced myself into him. I just couldn't picture having Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, Jesus, and Ketia running at you for 60 minutes and then bringing on Smith Rowe and Mudrick for the yeah. last 30. I mean, that's just – you saw West Ham was worn down after 45 minutes. Yeah. Worn down. And, yeah, I mean, I believe. I believe. Uh, full credit to Arteta. I mean, he's completely gutted this team and turned it around. Uh, he goes out and buys Martin Odegaard for thirty million. I mean, that's that's a fucking steal. He's probably worth seventy right now if he go hits the market. Because he he's impressed me so much. He has a lot of Mesut Ozil in him, but he doesn't have that lazy, I don't give a shit gene that would come out in Mesut Ozil a lot, where he's just trotting sure. around the pitch. Yeah. Mesut Ozil with a work rate. He's working. He's slipping those hard passes. He loses the ball. He wins it right back. Just very, very impressed by him. He's really worn that C uh, with dignity and really led this team well. I mean, you can make an argument he's our player of the year because not only is he leading, he's putting the numbers up as well. He's got six goals, I think four or five assists, two assists this weekend. And Ben White as well, man. I, I keep waiting for him to slip up. Just a little slip up, a bad game. But you can also make an argument Ben White's been our best player all year. I don't think he's had a performance less than a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Genuinely. I, I don't think so. I mean, he was an 8 out of 10 for me. Solid as a rock. And he's overlapping now. I mean, he had uh, on the Enketia goal, he just completely bodied. Uh, was it Rice? Or no, Saka bodied Rice. And we have to have mm-hmm. a talk about West Ham. But just I'm really, really impressed by Ben White. He, like I said, I think I don't think he's had a lower than a 7 out of 10 all season. He's been really, really good. He's getting better and better. And he, he reminds me a lot of Stones. I know we were talking about who's better. I mean, Stones yeah. is more established, but I think they're quite similar when I think about it. They're both very calm, calm on the ball, just calm in general. Good, good ball skills, good ball mm-hmm. playing skills, good defending skills. They're very, very similar. And uh, I support you, Ben White, for leaving that camp because uh, – I think you and John Stones are clearly the best defenders in yeah. in in the in England. So yeah, I mean, just very impressed, very very impressed, very happy, and we move, we move. What what else? What else? Anything else stand out to you from this game? Well, from Arsenal perspective, before we rip David Moyes and West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 it's got to be mentioned because I'd like to get deep into that. No, from an Arsenal perspective, again, you you. You cannot watch the first 16 games of this season and tell me that Arsenal are not clear in what you're watching 
And it's just been so impressive to see um, the the general aura of the team and how they continue to fight. Uh, Miguel deserves all the credit in the world for what he's doing. And it'll be interesting. I said it early in the year. I, I thought with how good they are, I said the, the potential problem is when you need a result and you're going to have all of them parking the bus. Before, when Arsenal played, the bottom teams would look at Arsenal and say, that's a top six we can pick at, we can get at. Those bottom clubs are now looking at Chelsea. They're now looking at Tottenham. They're looking at those clubs like those are the pick six that we can take down. They look at Arsenal now and they're like, those we, we, we can't match up. We can't man up to them. People want to yeah. man up against Tottenham. People want to man up against Chelsea. People look at Arsenal. People look at City and they're like, we cannot man up with them. We're doing something different here. We got to change what we do. And they're looking at United. They want to pick at United. He's still getting his tactics right. Let's see what's going on. So when the the mindset and the perspective for these game for these teams against Arsenal is going to be we got to park and counter when we can, and you get results out of that. I mean, we still have people sh- shambolic like Mark Goldberg saying things like, "Oh, uh, you know, literally." I think it was this morning where he said something along the lines of. I don't know if if Arsenal can 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 take it from City. And I'm just thinking we're fucking 5 points behind them. Why are you not respecting the people that are at the top of the league right now? Like you act like it's about City and you forget that we've lost two games. Like we're not in the position to be ta- yes, we're defending champions. Yes, we're going for the United record, but Today, it's not about what occurred last year. Today, Arsenal are incredible. We need luck. We're not going to be able. We could, if, if theoretically, if both teams win out, it's done. <laughs> like, so I don't want to have a con- conversation about what, you know, City have to be doing differently and, and stuff. We just got to keep doing what champions do. We just got to hope that there's a draw at some point. And I think it happens when those clubs come with that perspective where they kind of park the bus and it's going to be more difficult. West Ham, God, dude, so bad. Yeah, let's move on to them. I was, <clears throat> I actually think they were good in the first 45 minutes. They were well organized. Um, they didn't really offer much going forward, but defensively they were all right. And, um, I mean, you just look at their their team, and I, I'm sitting there, no Skamaka, but you look at their roster, right? You look at their starting 11, you go, they have good players here. They have the starter. Their midfield is solid. Suchek, <clears throat> Paqueta, Brazil starter, Declan Rice, England starter. They have a good team. I mean, if you put their roster next to, let's say, Newcastle's, mm-hmm. it's not it's not that different. I mean, Newcastle may have a little better quality right now with uh, St. Maximum, Isak. Their attack's probably a little better. But it's not that different. And for them to be in a relegation battle, basically, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. And you've been on Moyes all season. 
It's the tactics, my guy. The yeah. notion that you can even do the long ball up to Antonio and then drop it off to other people. Look at the success rate they had in that first half. They had maybe two counters maximum. You say it was a good a good half. I mean, they played well. They played well, but look at those tactics. There's no sort of possession, no sort of structure of build. It's literally get it out up to Antonio and play a one ball off and then send him again. The yeah. long ball though, Antonio is just, I can't, un- doing. what is going on? It's so <laughs> bad. It's so bad. You, Paquete looks horrible. We talk mm-hmm. about, you know, Bruno and Paquete and we had that conversation via text and it's really about the styles that they're in. Yeah. I mean, Bruno, yes, he's a quality player, but I really be, believe that Paquete at in, oh my gosh, I would be shitting myself if he was with Arsenal. Could you imagine Paquete in your midfield? That would be I'm disgusting. not that sold on him, man. I'm 100% personally, I'm, I'm not that sold on him. I'd rather have Bruno, personally. But either way, for West Ham to have Lucas Paquete, a, a starter for Brazil, yeah. you're, you're never going to get better than that. I mean, 10 years ago, West Ham's teams were dire. Yeah. And now they're good. Like, they have some solid, solid talent on there. Even Jared Bowen had a great year last year, and he's mm-hmm. falling off a cliff. I mean, it's, 100%. Just, it's just shocking. And, um, you know, they're, they're seriously in some serious trouble. They've already spent, I think, $150 million. They're one of the top ten transfers in all of Europe, transfer uh, fees. They've had the most incoming and spent the most out of most clubs in Europe. And they need to figure it out in January. And I think the biggest move they can make would be to move on from David Moyes. Because it's just not its not working. It's not resonating. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. And what, what do you think of this Declan Rice guy? I mean, because for me, I just – I don't see what everybody's seeing. I see a guy who's good off the ball. He's good protection for that back four as a DM. But I don't see the on-the-ball skills. I don't see really much going forward. I'm, I keep hearing $100 million for Declan Rice. If, if any of, all, of my rivals pay $100 million for Declan Rice, I'd be happy because I think the dude is overrated. Overrated yeah. for me. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I think he's, 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 he's good. But for me, he's, he's not even touching Partey. He's not touching Rodri. So I, I legit haven't. No, I agree. I agree. I haven't seen the 100 million price tag since Calvin Phillips was bought for 40 million. I think they shut the fuck up on that number real quick after Calvin Phillips and and the lead city move got done. Um, Declan, by the day, has dropped value uh, based on his play. A lot of his projection and value was based on the little snippets that we saw with the West Ham team improving. And you kind of alluded to this point that I think I wanted to talk about as well. You put it in a text when it came to Grealish and you were half joking, but it's, it's somewhat accurate. I think Um, maybe you can provide more context to it, which is uh, you can, you can play bad on a good team and still look good. And Mm -hmm. that statement while valid works to the opposite as well. On a good team, you can play horrible and really stick the fuck out because you're the fucking one thing that's keeping the team looking that much more smoother. You're fucking shit up. 
So, I mean, that Declan, was Saka for us for 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 years. Yeah. So so Saka Declan, was the only bright star. What what bothers me about Declan is all throughout the success and the and getting to Europa and having those good games. I can't think of a moment where I saw Declan have that next level star studded. Okay, one two played it round the keeper goal or hits a banger of a goal off a corner or drops a dime to keep to keep nothing or gets a game saving uh, block. I've seen. He's been part of those teams, but I've never seen that next moment for me. Um, so that's that's where I think basically you hit the nail on the head. He doesn't provide provide more going at forward and attacking. Um, yeah, that large number they threw out there is 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 done. You're not getting it, and it just goes to show West Ham they needed to move on from him, and especially if you're going to go get a guy like Paquette, because now what you're saying is. You can have star. I know they play different positions. I get that, but if you're going to invest that much, you need to be able to move forward from other types of assets that you have. But get the you can go get, especially with Suchek and what he's doing. You can have him be your main anchor back back there and kind of whipping balls it. Get rid of Declan, get that income, and bring that to some other player that you want to go sign now. Um, I just don't like, and they also don't play Skamaka and Antonio together. Never. It's one Skamaka or the was other. Hurt this weekend, but yeah, oh, was he? yeah. it's just kind of it's just kind of crazy. Moy's out for sure, and yeah, Declan's Declan's not it, and he's got to move this summer. Otherwise, you're looking at the 2030s, maybe 40s, um, a year or two yeah. from now. Yeah, they're not going to move him in January because right now they're in a relegation battle. I mean, looking at the table, they're sitting 16th and they're one point off 18th. So they're one yeah, point they, out of the re- relegation zone. Yeah, and, Moyes uh, came out and said they're not getting rid of him. Not in yeah, January. So that's, that ain't going to fucking happen unless – I mean, if, if they get relegated, that would be one of the most embarrassing relegations I think I've ever seen because with the quality of talent that they have. So shit. Yeah, that would be so extremely shit. embarrassing. Absolutely. So, but yeah. Um, um, good one for Arsenal. Stay top of the table. Um, let's move on to your team. Man City played Leeds and won. What was the final? 3 1? Yeah, 3 to 1 City. Um, tough place. That place is awesome, dude. And those fans always show up. Leeds is a, a really good club in that regard. Um, I'm drinking. I've been drinking Starbucks, but you know, typically when you go to Starbucks, you can get like an extra shot. Yeah. Um, I told them to put an extra shot of this one, but I did go ahead and call in ahead of time to make sure that they can have some of those haters for the Jack Grealish tears because <laughs> I wanted to make sure that they got them in there as well. I've been drinking on some of that. Um, I love the notion that we can all acknowledge he needs to finish better, but we can all sit here and acknowledge that the guy's never had a lot of fucking goals and he's a team player. Um, his two assists are great example as to him being a team player. Um, the movement by Holland, the one, two with Holland, love to see it for the second goal. The first goal that he got or the first assist that he got. Wow. Just a, a jump on the ball. Um, without Jack Grealish, we don't win that game. And, I I feel great about where the team is looking again. Kevin De Bruyne looked younger. 
Kevin Boyne and Kevin did not look sluggish at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he took some rejuvenation. I don't know if um, the letting go of Roberto Martinez and knowing that he doesn't have to ever play for that scoundrel in the Belgium team ever again. I don't know where Kevin feels at, where he's at mindset, but he's with City all the way and he's right where I need him to be. It's perfect. Um, Holland fucked up a couple times and he could have had yeah. a couple more goals and he acknowledged himself. So we obviously have ways to improve there. Um, but not seeing Bernardo play. Um, Jao coming in late. No Kyle Walker. Rico Lewis doing his thing. My World Cup champion isn't even back yet, and he's going to get plenty of PT because he's earned that. So uh, things are on the up and up. I am questioning our our leader in the fact that he's an infamous liar when it comes to the windows and transfers. Pep Guardiola will tell you, oh, I don't know anything, and then the next day we'll literally sign a player. So yeah. um, he says we're not doing anything. I think we might be actually going after a left back, and I think – a, a left winger if the price is right for a particular person and i think Ooh. we're trying to we're trying for layout um please don't let that happen i i think just trying to reach out through the dad um obviously watching the jude talk but a lot of that right now depends on what happens with bernardo and bernardo and il guy if il guy leave then it's a player option, so he could choose to leave. He can choose to move on, which all respect to him. Um, that could be the case, but I don't want to do transfer talk with City right now because that's a whole thing, different thing. The game was awesome. I love the I love the build up. I love the play um, against a tough team, and that's what we needed as a result. Keep keep as close as possible to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, it was a good. I, I was disappointed in Leeds. I felt like they fell into the trap that a lot of clubs like they do. I mean, I think when Leeds plays their game, they're good. Mm-hmm. But they pulled the typical bullshit, Man City's in town, we're going to try to not play our game so we don't get battered. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good win from you guys. I'm seeing um, – I'm looking into this layout thing because that's surprising to me. That would, that would be very bad. Layout, an Arsenal fan, by the way. So, yeah, pick up an Arsenal fan. It's a good strategy. Um, no, I'm just kidding. He said last week, though, he was impressed by Arsenal. But, yeah, yeah. there's going to be a lot going on. Uh, Real Madrid fans are convinced that Bellingham is going there. That's, like, the, the latest big, big transfer news, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, Liverpool fans have been convinced for a while, but they just got Gakpo. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Reading this, this is probably not a great source. Man City could ship Jack Grealish to AC Milan in order to secure Rafael Leal. That's an Italian journalist. Yeah, I don't see that happening. So uh, I saw that plenty. Um, the The other thing is the 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 people that are producing that sh- shit talk out of Spain. Spain is infamous for this. Spain is first, and I think second is Italy with the shit nonsense that they put out. But the same talks that you're hearing about Jude going to Madrid are literally the same talks about when Erling was going to Madrid and how it was a done deal and how he prefers to be a Madrista and all that shit. It's it's laughable. So, um, yeah, whatever. I'll believe it when I see it. He's obviously got a connection with Erling. There are connections in England. There's connections in Spain. Um, with his other family members that he has out there. So there's connections in both. Until I see a a legit Ornstein uh, drop, that's when I'll fucking start to believe shit. That's how I move to. 
So yeah, Gakpo goes to Liverpool. That was a shocker. Man, United fans in shambles once again. You know, <laughs> doing the typical, oh yeah, you know, I, that girl's hot over there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to her. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll go get her number. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, she was a bitch. I didn't like her anyway. <laughs> doing the typical man united move. Now all of a sudden we didn't want we never wanted Gakpo. No, yeah. that was that was all bullshit. You know, even though our, our manager's from that league and has a connection to him and all that mm-hmm. good stuff, we never wanted him. No. Like he goes to Liverpool for a decent fee. Um, I'm never, never been convinced by Gakpo. He does have the stats, but let's see what he does in the prem. But I think it's a good move from them. 37 million, 45 with add-ons. That's a good price. That's a good move. Luis Diaz, as far as I know, is going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. It's not good news on his injury over the World Cup. They're saying maybe March the earliest. So yeah. they went out and they got somebody to replace him. Good move by Liverpool. Um, they won against Aston Villa this weekend, 3-1. Um, was a pretty good game. A lot of attacking. Both defensively teams, both teams defensively were pretty bad. Um, both teams had a lot of chances. Villa couldn't bury them. Liverpool end up burying them. So, um, yeah, good one for them. What do you think about Liverpool's win over Villa? And what do you think about their gak bone move? And are they back in the top four race? Uh, top four is what they're going for. Obviously, they feel good about their chances with their revival um, since they've been back. Um, we beat their ass in the Carabao Cup, and they were wide open defensively plenty of times. I've watched that game two times over now. Um, and Villa had opportunities to score. You said it. They didn't close. Liverpool did because they have that experience to be the ability to finish. And Villa's atrocious when it came to that. The opportunities that they created were nice. Liverpool were butt naked on the back end, like at least three times that I can think yeah. of, and it they completely fucked it. So it is what it is for Villa. Uh, but Pool making a move like this just makes me laugh because a couple months ago, all we heard was they cannot compete. They cannot compete with transfers and making moves, and yet here you are with Darwin Noodles spending that much on him and the guy is a walking miss the guy is and he's trying right he's giving you effort that's what is he's a finisher the thing about the thing that's completely different about strikers and forwards is that he's supposed to be a finisher you get him so that he finishes he plays whatever area in the front three but the way liverpool attack i mean you can literally all of the players that they've signed or that they have on roster in regards to attackers, you can literally play them in all three front positions and you'd still be okay. And that's cool. That's great. You're doing some switch hitter shit. Like awesome. No one's denying that or anything. But you still have to have finishers. You still have to have the guys who put it in. Sadio Mane was that guy for you. Yeah. I feared Sadio Mane. Mm-hmm. With all of these signings, you're still probably not going to get the type of production you were getting from Sadio. So no, definitely not. Great signing. Um, let's see how he does. Virgil, 
did the majority of the uh, behind the scenes work. They've, the Liverpool media have really been good about kind of promoting that, kind of talking it up there in the national club. Okay, so you put your, you put his name on it. So hopefully that guy comes in and produces because your last signature, I don't know who the hell recruited Noodles over there. If you got Suavecito make a call and say, hey, you're Uruguayan, I'm Uruguayan, I played for Liverpool, you should go over there. But I don't hear any names kind of repping, yeah, that was me. I brought him in kind of thing. That guy has been butt cheeks, dude. It's been bad. Like, there's no a way around it. Yeah, he's he's a poor. He's not a good finisher, and that was my thing with the transfer, a hundred million dollars, because I know Arsenal was looking at him as well. So, but he he's not a prolific finisher. He's just not. And you know, he works hard. He's quick. He's got a good pace. But at the end of the day, you got to finish your chances. Sadio mm-hmm. Mane always finished. Always. Yep. I mean, that's the reason you could put Firmino in the middle and have 10 goals because you had Salah and Sadio Mane getting 40 a season between both of them, sometimes even 50. Yeah. <laughs> so you had deadly finishers on the wing. You can get away with a Firmino scoring 8 to 10 goals you know, on a good season, 12 to 14. You can get away with that. But now they don't have Mane. They don't have Diaz. Yep. Jota's hurt. His injury is not looking good either. Yep. So – Nunez has to step up. And just from what I've seen, I mean, when I first watched him last year, his first touch was dreadful. For me, like, first touch is just something you can't really fix. You could become a better finisher, but your first touch is your first touch. You can work on it, but usually instinctively, you're going to just resort to having a bad first touch. It's just something that you have or you don't. And his first touch sucks. And it seems like if there's an open chance, the guy fucks it every time. I mean, mm-hmm. his goals this season, he's made the more difficult ones. The open ones, I don't think I've seen him make it happen. I think the, the one he made against us was probably the, the, the best one, the one where he tipped it over Rams, Ramsdale. It was one-on-one with Ramsdale. That was probably his best, easiest finish of the year. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, and, and Liverpool fans, just so annoying. They have to compare. They have Everything goes back to them. Howland has a good game. Oh, what about Darwin? Darwin did good this weekend as well. Everything comes back to them. Oh, the World Cup was great. But remember when Messi was at Anfield and he sucked? Remember that? I mean, it's just it's it's annoying. They're an annoying, yeah. annoying bunch. So I'm I'm loving Darwin Noodle struggle. I really am. I really am. And we'll see. I mean, for me, the moves they make, I think they're still good, they're still gonna do more. I expect them to bring in a midfielder. They're tied to Casado from Brighton. Yeah. That would be a good move for them. Um, So, yeah, I expect them to do more. What I'm hearing is that um, they're trying to buy more players, secure Champions League, and then sell the club in the summer with Champions League football. Uh, They think the owners are thinking, "We'll, we'll invest a little more here and we'll make more money on the sale when we sell them with Champions League football. So that's what I'm hearing the strategy is makes sense but we'll see i mean for me we're looking at this we're looking at this top four picture right now in the table we got arsenal in first and city in second newcastle in third and newcastle has a game up on newcastle has a game in hand on arsenal and city and then we have Spurs in fourth on 30 points, Man United in fifth on 29 points, but 
They have a game in hand on Spurs. And in sixth, Liverpool with 25 points. They also have a game in hand on Spurs and Newcastle. So they're right in the mix. Yep. If you're going to re-scramble your top four, what would you put as the top four right now? First to fourth. First, Arsenal. Second, City. Third, Newcastle. And I'd say the fourth would probably go to United because I think United have been playing well. Um, yeah, that's where I'd go. I'd go Tottenham. Tottenham don't even belong. <laughs> where do you have uh, – where do you have uh, – what's your fifth and sixth spots just for uh... – My fifth and sixth probably goes Liverpool and then probably also goes – I'm going to go Brighton. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I don't – Tottenham do not belong up there, man. And as this season goes, look at the record. Nine wins, three draws, four losses. I just don't see it. I just don't see it with that team. The goal differential of 10. United fucked up so bad at the beginning. And some of that goal differential is kind of fool's gold, right? Because we slapped them 4-0 at half. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But. I think there's it's a three it's a three leg race right now for me at the top. Yeah. Arsenal, City, and Newcastle I think are just different. Um, and then everybody else is kind of left out there, second tier. Yeah, I don't know how I'd do it because, like I said, Liverpool was there defensively they were crap. I mean, if they get Caicedo, that would be a big help because he's a very good DM. He'd provide some protection through the midfield for that back four. I think it would make a big difference. So. Um, depending on what they do, I, I could see them nicking it though. I think United, from what I'm hearing, United is not, they're going to buy, but they're looking at a striker. They're not looking at anything through the mid. I mean, they have Casemiro. They're not looking at anything mm-hmm. defensively. So I think, I think if, if it's between Liverpool and Man United, I would take Klopp over Ten Hag for now. I think Klopp's experience would get the top four. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, let's talk about top um, two, two. Go down 2 nothing again, weasel their way back into it. And, yeah, once again, they don't do anything in the first half, and then they show up in the first half. They get a Harry Kane goal, and who scored the second one? Hoiberg goal, and they get a draw. Only top 16 to drop points this weekend. What are your thoughts on that game? Scoundrels. Scoundrels, they don't show up, and I, I can't imagine being a Tottenham fan and supporting that type of shit. It's just bad. It's not fun to watch. Um, Eric Dyer. God, dude. He's he's the example of negative football. He's like, he doesn't know what the hell is going on. He's just... He's a void. And it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I can't support... Anything that they do, they get saved by one to two moments. Harry Kane's got to want out. I'd love to see him play anywhere else. That way I can actually enjoy him a little bit better. Um, yeah, re- it's bad. I'm really interested in how this January is going to go for them. Um, I really am because is Levy going to back Conte without the guarantee that Conte is going to be there in June? And if they don't back them now, Let's let's talk about this seriously. I, I hate Tottenham as an Arsenal fan. Uh, you have no love for Tottenham as well. But for being honest, 
this is do or die time for Tottenham. Last June, you could have thought Conte in Champions League football. This is a high point. This is a high point in the club's history. But if you're looking now, Newcastle playing amazing. Just got new owners. Haven't even really made any big investments. And they're sitting in third. Three points above Tottenham. And they're clearly the better team. Been playing way better football than Tottenham. United, Ten Hag, they're going through a rebuild. They're going to be in it for the long run. Liverpool, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Probably get top four this season. And Chelsea's going through a, a rebuild. Tottenham is in serious danger of being replaced in that traditional big six by Newcastle. Because, let me tell you what, that back four, that back three that they play is atrocious. When Romero's not there, they are terrible. Even when Romero's there, they still concede. Oh, yeah. And if they don't go out and get a center back and possibly a new, another midfielder and maybe another attacker in this January, if Levy's not proactive, he, he's got to look at it and say, I don't care if Conte's back or if he's not. I got to spend money this January because if we fall out of this, these Champions League places, the loss of revenue is going to suck. Yeah. It's going to be bad. And I'm just going to operate in the notion that if we don't secure Champions League, Harry Kane's going to leave. He's almost 30 now. Human sum, downward trajectory. The guy has done fuck all. Besides the Leicester game, in the World Cup, he did nothing. Champions League, he's done nothing. Premier League, he's done nothing besides one game. So he's going downhill. Yeah, so they are in serious, serious trouble because of – a few things. It's a combination of things. It's the lack of production that you're getting from the main players. And it's the inability to have no true financial backing of that club. Mm-hmm. You had Arsenal, you had Tottenham fans say in the summer, yeah, we'll spend, we'll spend. You tried to Walmart discount your way to fucking trophies, and it's not going to happen with the moves you made. You talked up about a player coming into your midfield who, by the way, has done shit, and mainly because you haven't even played him. I don't understand it. It's ass backwards, and it's coming to a head. But Tottenham has got to be one of those teams that you have to be truly wondering to yourself, how did we let Arsenal start off theoretically below us and then get past us all the way to the top, even before we could even truly compete. Chelsea, same thing. United, same thing, although they're moving up. Everyone should be looking at Arsenal right now and kind of wondering, their own investors and their front office tightening up, like, what the fuck did we do wrong, and how did they get theirs right so so much faster than we did? And this is a case in point of the trajectory for the whole club. You got to sell Son and you got to sell Kane stat and you got to part with them. And I don't think they will because their shit club ran and they ran horribly. And when you run it poorly, it's because you're going to do a bad decision like what you're about to do with Harry Kane, which is probably extend him and give him crazy amount of money. I Yeah. And if you're Harry Kane and you want to and if you're going to take the, the, the money over yep. going to a big club and winning trophies, yep. then that tells me all about you. Exactly. That tells me all about you. 
yep. because you have to go get trophies. That's the only thing you don't have. You have the golden boots. You have all this. And, yeah, you might win a trophy with Tottenham if you extend, but it's going to be a Carabao Cup. It's going to be an FA Cup, if that. It ain't going to be no Premier League. It ain't going to be no Champions League. So, yeah, and the big thing for me is the philosophies just aren't there because you have Levy, who wants to buy young players, mm-hmm. and then you have Conte, who who likes his veterans. He likes his older players. So this could get bad because let's say Levy says, all right, Conte, what do you want? I got $100 million. I'm going to give you. Go out and buy your defenders. You know he's going to buy three 30-year-olds. <laughs> and they're still not a guarantee they make top four. Liverpool's coming. Newcastle's yeah. there. Man City's there. Man City and Arsenal pretty much have this locked up top four. So yeah. you're really fighting for two spots. Newcastle doesn't look like they're falling off. There's a chance Newcastle makes a big splash. Huge splash. Yeah. And this is the thing. If you're a big player and Newcastle and Tottenham are coming for you, who, who are you going to go to? You've already seen that Newcastle has the ambition. They went out and were proactive and brought in Bruno. You know they want to win. They're 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 operating like a big club already, which is scary because I thought yeah. this was going to take three years. It took right. it took about eight months, which is scary. They're already acting like a big club. Where are you going to go? You're going to pick Newcastle or Tottenham? I think most clubs would pick Newcastle because they see the ambition. They see what they're doing there. Yeah. Tottenham. What are they? What are they? Do, what are they really doing? I mean, really. We still have they still have Pochettino players there. They haven't gutted this thing. And there's a mixture of philosophies. Even if they are gonna stick with Conte, it's gonna it they might sell their soul for a for a FA Cup and another top four finish. But when he leaves, you're gonna be stuck with old contracts that you want to get rid of and that you can't sell because nobody wants them. Yeah. You're gonna have to pay off contracts and, and pay players to fuck off like Arsenal did for years. And it set us back. It took us a while to get back to the top. And Tottenham does not have the history that Arsenal does. No. Arsenal can still attract a Martin Odegaard or Gabriel Jesus mm-hmm. with no Champions League football. With Champions League football, all you got was Basuma, Richarlison, and Ivan Perisic. Yeah. And that shows the levels right there. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting, interesting January for a lot of clubs. But, you know, you could say Liverpool, let's see what they do. United, let's see what they do. I think. Let's see what Tottenham does because if they don't hit it on the head in January, they're not getting top four. And if they don't get top four, Conte leaves, and then Harry Kane probably leaves. Son might leave. Yeah. No Champions League football. Who are you bringing in? Who's going there with no Champions League? I could just go to Newcastle, get a nice, nice, nice 200K a week contract, yep. and go there, play Champions League. And maybe even compete for the Premier League title next year. Yeah, <laughs> that's not out of the realm. No, absolutely. So it, it's I agree. It's very interesting. Um, Tottenham are are on the trajectory down. Uh, I I want to watch Newcastle and what they do in the January window, man. I think if they can make, a I don't. Splash, <laughs> could you imagine if they make a signing like Jao? Bringing Jao to Newcastle that yeah. would be a, a, amazing for them. I'm I'm surprised they're not going for him. I'm really surprised they're not, but we'll see, yeah, we'll see what they do. I mean, I, I think they can nick top four for sure. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's just wrap up the rest of these games. Nothing really too interesting happened, right? Was there any other games you wanted to really break down, or 
Uh, Chelsea, Bournemouth, United, Forest, no. Um, Crystal Palace, Fulham, the two red the cards. Double red card. Dude, what <laughs> in the fuck? That game was so ugly. Yeah, Fulham, ugly. Um, I will. I want to say quick shout out to the week. Um, 11 points for me, 10 points for you. Now. I got the goals. You got all three goals that kept you in it. Because without it, just without the goals, just on the points and the predictions, you had seven points. You got one bullseye. You got Liverpool Villa correct completely. Three to one Liverpool. You picked three to one. I had Newcastle three nothing and Chelsea two nothing. Um, perfectly correct. But you only had seven points out of the games and i had all of my 11 then you hit the three goals and it puts you in the in in uh minus one for the week uh total with the world cup included you are down by five points 99 to 94 you did win the world cup tournament you had two extra points than me with your mbappe prediction and your final prediction all right good good all right so it's close a lot of, a lot of, a lot of gain to ground, but yeah, I, I, these games, a lot of them weren't too interesting. Um, so yeah. Um, so I beat you by two in the world cup and then you're ahead by five. All right. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. We got to start doing prop bets again. Cause we, we shifted away from that as well. Prop bets of the weekend. Um, but yeah, so we are back tomorrow. Premier league starts back tomorrow. Two games tomorrow, West Ham and Brentford, Liverpool and Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, key games of the weekend. I mean, it's it's another weekend where the games aren't that great, to be honest. I mean, I'm looking Brighton Arsenal. I think will be a good game. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, City Everton that should be a walk in the park for City. Um, Wolves Man United. Are Wolves yeah. going to pick up form? Wolves had a nice week win over the weekend. Two one Everton. Nice nice uh, goal at the end. Could they you know can they kick on and get out of that relegation zone? New manager in. They got that uh, Cunha coming in from Atletico Madrid. Maybe yep. they can pick up form. Shock the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Spurs versus Villa. I think will be another decent match. That's on Sunday. But, yeah, you look at the schedule. What are you thinking? Because uh, I'm, I'm looking at it and going, eh, it's kind of a team, team weekend. Yeah, I, I think that Arsenal-Brighton match are clearly going to be the best game if Brighton show up. I know Arsenal are going to be beautiful in play. It's just going to see if Brighton can keep up with them. Be very, very interested, especially with this past weekend. And you had a three to one win with Brighton beating mm-hmm. Southampton. You know they 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 were looking kind of good. So no Trossard goal though. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how that game plays out. The, the only thing that I find really interesting from our club perspectives, uh, we play before you this time. So theoretically, we could be within two points for maybe like ninety minutes until mm-hmm. you until you slap Brighton. So that could be interesting. Also, when do Newcastle play? Because I have to always Saturday at ten. And who do they play this week? Leeds at Newcastle. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that being yeah. too much of a challenge for them. Unless um, Uncle Jesse can do us right one time. I hope so. I hope so. I hope he can do us favors. But, yeah, so so the key for that Brighton-Arsenal matchup, Casado's out. Five yellow mm-hmm. cards. He's suspended. 
And I don't <laughs> think McAllister's back yet. So that could be a big but Brighton wow. is one of those system teams where they'll plug in some guy and he'll show out and then Liverpool will be trying to spend sixty million on him <laughs> at the end of the window. <laughs> so I mean, but it's still a big loss because Castillo yeah. has been a key to how they play. He really protects that back four and allows the attackers to go forward. So yeah. I think it will be a play a factor. So that's I mean, for Arsenal that's a good thing. Can um, Brighton not appeal like Ivan Tony is so that can just appeal the suspension and just allow <laughs> to play the games until they come with a decision. I appeal all of the five cards. Like what the why fuck? Not? Why not call Ivan Tony? Ivan Tony's probably got a bet on it. He probably had a bet that Caicedo would have five yellow cards. That Tell him that Tony bet yeah. on it, and there's some shady business. Postpone the postpone the ruling for another week. That guy, man. Yeah, yeah. Got me a goal this weekend, though. He did. I was Tony, about to say. Fucking... Tony scoring in a big game is a lock. Always yeah. a lock. Yeah, we yeah. forgot to wear our tinfoil hats, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Tottenham fans, what happened to the conspiracy theory <laughs> that Antonio Conte is playing this dead football because he's saving his players' energy for after the World Cup? That's right. And then after the World Cup, he's really going to go for it. Hmm, oh, what happened to that? What happened? They, they really went for it, let me tell you. Oh, my God. One yeah. of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Tony Conte has been playing dead football for years. They yeah. went on a little, nice little run of form last year, <laughs> and they thought they were fucking prime Barcelona. And, yeah. they, you know, Conte was just going to freaking be prime fucking Pep Guardiola with Barcelona, with Messi and all them. I mean, it's, it's just the <laughs> thank you for the entertainment. I mean, it's really great. It's between the, that and last year, them telling me that Eric Dyer's way better than Ben White and he should be starting for England. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, form is temporary. Yeah. Class is permanent. Remember <laughs> that, you fucks. <clears throat> but yeah, I'll start tomorrow. First game tomorrow, West Ham at home versus Brentford. And then second game, Liverpool-Leicester. So West Ham-Brentford. West Ham, you must win. That's That's my message. Let's look at West Ham's schedule because, they, like I said, they're one point off the relegation zone. West Ham's next three matchups. Brentford. Uh, it's a wrap. They're done. Yeah, Brentford at home. So that has to be a win for them. So here's their next three matchups. West Ham at Brentford. West Ham. No, West Ham home at Brentford. West Ham away to Leeds, and then they play Brentford. No, that's in the FA Cup. And then they play Wolves away. So, And then they play Everton. So their next four games are Brentford, Leeds, Wolves, Everton. If they don't get nine points out of that, <laughs> seriously, that's what they should be striving. Nine or ten points, minimum. Go for 12 because right now you are in a relegation scrap. And if you come out of that with like three or four points, then then relegation is it's it, it's a possibility. And if they don't win, like I said, if they don't get nine or ten, they have to move on from David Moyes. They have to. They have no choice. Because yeah, that would be a disgrace. That would be an absolute disgrace. So in this game, West Ham has to win. Brentford, I expect them to put up a good fight. They always do. But I think, you know, we're going to see some desperation from West Ham. And I think they'll get the result here at home. I'm going to say it's going to be a scrap, 1-1. One, one. 
is going to happen, and then they'll get a late 80-minute goal. So I'm going to say 2-1 West Ham over Brentford. I don't think David Moyes sees Leeds if they lose this game, and I fucking have yes. them losing this game. Okay. I got Brentford winning 2-1. to one. I'm going to go the exact opposite just because I think it's actually going to be a little bit of an entertaining game for the simple fact that I yeah, think Moyes knows it's clinched cheeks. Yeah, for um, sure. It's, it's looking bad for them, man. And I don't think the players are all bought in. It's time for him to go. So yeah. let this be the nail in the coffin. Two to one, Brentford. It could be. It could It could very well be. If, I, I think I agree with you. If they lose this, they're done. He's done. Yeah. I mean, if they lose this, what are they waiting for? You're seriously exactly. jeopardizing relegation. Yep. And for a club like West Ham getting relegated, that could be devastating. I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking the other day about Leeds, you know, was a was a prestigious club. They were up there with Man United as one of the big clubs in England, and they got relegated yep. about 15 years ago, and they've never really recovered from it. So, yeah, that, that I mean, that could be you, West Ham. So don't let it happen. Um, if they do lose, I think I think he's he's going to be gone. But I think they'll win. I think they'll pull it out. I don't know if Skamak is back, but I think um, the club will respond for sure, especially at home. So let's see it. Liverpool at home at Anfield against Leicester City. Leicester City was hella disappointing. They picked up form right before the World Cup. I thought they'd come back and continue that form, but they were awful, 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 awful. And um, Liverpool – at home, they're going to be excited about the Gakpo signing. I don't think he'll play, but he'll be in the building. He'll get an ovation. They'll cheer him. Crowd will be up for it. I think it's going to be another uh, convincing Liverpool win. I'm going to say Liverpool win. I'm going to say three zip, just like Leicester lost. It'll be a good game for about 10 fucking minutes and then it's going to be an absolute <laughs> fucking shit shit house of a game. Mohamed Salah goal scores. He's going to be my first pick. Okay. And I'm going Liverpool for Yeah, for nothing. For nothing. Leicester don't even get shit out of this. Yeah, I could see that happening. They were they were shocking the other day. Leicester just absolutely shocking. Uh, Brendan Rodgers continues to survive. He'll make it through the season. I don't know how, but shameful. Apparently, his his like buyout clause for his contract is ridiculous, and Leicester pretty much can't afford to let him go. <laughs> so they gotta wow. they gotta ride the wave. That's what I've that's what I've read. Um, all right, so Saturday game, Saturday New Year's Eve. What 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 what? Twenty twenty three incoming. Um, but yeah, Saturday. New Year's New Year's Eve, seven thirty a.m. We start off with Wolves at the Molyneux against Manchester United. I think this could be an interesting game. Man U, this is a, this is a pattern with Man U. They slap up a good team. The fans get all riled up. Oh, ten hag ball, <laughs> Castanero, best DM ever. Blah 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 blah. It's so true. Just played Nottingham Forest. Let's fucking relax, guys. We slapped them up five nothing. Wolves, like I said, new manager bounce. Yeah, Cunha's in. He won't be playing, but he's there, getting hyped. Home game, coming back from World Cup. Molyneux is a tough place to play. I think it'll be a close game. I don't think Wolves will win, but I am taking a draw here. I'm Ooh. going for a 
1-1 draw. I'm going to predict the United taking a step in the sense that they're going to show a little bit of fortitude by getting a tough win in a tough environment going down. I got United winning this game 3-2. to two. All right. I think the Wolves are going to make it a little fun and interesting. Something about Saturday mornings getting woken up to a United down 2-1 or 2 nothing in the first 10 minutes. I just love to see it. It's something I'm just so welcome and accustomed to by now. So I'm talking that into fruition. I got to be in 3-2 United at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing too. Those twelve thirty UK time starts—they're always—they're always different. So I think I think yeah. it'll be a weird game, and that's why I'm picking the draw. And I would pick a two-two, but I just Wolves just—I'm not—I'm not still sold on their finishing. I know, um, but yeah. All right, next one: Burnmouth at home against Crystal Palace. Michael Michael B. Jordan FC versus Crystal <laughs> Palace. Killmonger FC versus Crystal Palace. Creed. Creed. Creed will be in the building. He's playing striker. They might have a better chance. Seriously. Better than Solenki. Um, but yeah, Burnmouth at Crystal Palace. Palace, just a dreadful, dreadful uh, World Cup. Um, back from World Cup game. Just absolutely terrible. Got slapped up. Double red cards. Down to nine men. I expect a response. Vieira was fucking fired up after that game. He was pissed. Yeah, he absolutely slammed the team in his press conference, and uh, I think we'll get a response here. I, I see it's going to be a. Um, I'm going to say three, three to to three to one. Crystal Palace win. I'm going to agree, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer. I got to go in two to nothing. Um, I don't think Bournemouth are going to produce anything from the attacking end. And I think Vieira's got those butt cheeks tight. Half the team fucking speaks French. They know what his ass is telling them. Um, some of them are not coming home the baguettes, I can tell you that. Uh, so I got it being 2 nothing Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to take uh, Zaha. Three goals to Crystal Palace. You know Zaha's going to score one. That's what I'm, I'm going to be so fucking pissed if I pick him and then a week later he does nothing for me and then he absolutely gets you a goal the next Did week. you pick him last week? I did, and he oh, shit the sick. fucking bed, bro. They were ass. He'll score for me. He's my friend. <laughs> All right, we got Arsenal incoming? Nah. Uh, Arteta doesn't rate him. There's been opportunities for him to come to Arsenal. He's a, really? he's a, he's a childhood Arsenal fan. Um, it was written in the stars years ago. I think we're past that. I would take yeah. him, though. I would definitely take him. Um, but, yeah, Saturday, 10 a.m., another another game. Uh, Fulham versus Southampton. Southampton on the struggle bus. They are in trouble as well. They are looking terrible. I actually think they're at the bottom of the league. Let me double I think check they are, that. yeah. Bottom of the league, Southampton going to Fulham, who's been consistently good all season. I really, really respect Fulham. Um, they are having a great return to the Premier League season, which, uh, you know, you always got to respect those teams that come into the Premier League. And right now they're ninth, ninth uh-huh. uh, game in hand on Chelsea, but sitting two points behind them. And, yeah, there's there's no reason for me to think that they're going to slip up. They've been consistent all year. Mitrovic has been great, 
great, great, great year for Mitrovic. Even even guys like William are playing good. I've seen William yeah. play a couple times, and surprisingly, he's been pretty good for Fulham. He had a uh, nice run the other day. Yeah, yeah. He's been pretty good every time I see him. So I, I'm going to take a 2-0 Fulham win. Such a good call because it's not too many goals because you don't think they can put up three or four, which I agree with, but I do have them being able to score more than one goal a game. Let's go three to one. Um, and I'm putting Mitrovic as my guy to score. I think that guy's going to bang one Monster. in. Yeah, he's he's having a great season. I mean, if you put him down every week to score, you're going to win more times than not because he's, yeah. he's been consistent. He's been consistent. Um, Man City versus Everton. I will not be watching a second of this. I think this is <laughs> a easy, easy win for Man City. Frank Lampard it just continues to be a terrible, terrible coach. Don't know what Everton was thinking appointing him. Don't know what they were thinking keeping him on the job. Man City's back at the Etihad. This is going to be a easy five nothing win for Man City. I got five nothing, and I'm going to take a goal scorer here. I will take a uh, uh, Phil Foden goal. I like it. I hope he starts. Yeah, he probably will. Pep, yeah. You know, Pep likes to rotate. So he didn't start this game. I'm expecting him to start the next one. I'll go uh I'll go four to one. Um I'm we're still shaky defensively, getting easy shots on target. Um Yeah. The goal the the goal that, that uh that goal was um, terrible that you guys conceded. It was terrible. Off yeah. the corner. Um Holland had a play on it. He was the player in front of him, had a horrible jump, mistimed it. Ederson had a hand on it, still went through him. It's it was it was ugly and stupid and that's the type of shit that has me really worried about it about the end goal. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going four to one, and Everton scoring some bullshit. It might actually be an own goal to be honest with you, just because <laughs> we're we're known to have some fuckery. So who's yeah. putting it in the back of the net for Everton? John uh, John Stones is going to be the own goal, and Gordon's <laughs> going to take fucking credit for it. I'm sure of it. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. Good shout. Um, and Frank Labport was shamelessly celebrate the own goal. Ah, oh, fuck that guy, man. He's really bad, and yeah, he shouldn't be coaching. Terrible. He should yeah, not be coaching. Not at that level, at least. I don't no, think he's a premier championship level coach. Let's exactly. Exactly. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think I will tune into a second of that. Um. All right, Newcastle. At home, at St. James, against Leeds United. Very disappointing performance from Leeds for me. I figured they would at least make you guys work for it, but it was a pretty, pretty easy victory. It would have been 5 nothing, like I predicted against Everton if you guys actually took your chances because yeah. Grealish missed some shockers. Even Highland missed a couple sitters. Um, so I was disappointed with them. I think Newcastle's just in great form. I was hoping they would come back from the World Cup. And look worse. We play them on Tuesday. I don't think anything else but a Newcastle victory here. I'm going to say Leeds will get on the board. But Leeds is shocking defensively. Newcastle will score. And I'm going to say it's going to be a... Where do I want to go? I'm going to say 3-1 Newcastle. 
That's a good shot. I can see I can see Leeds getting an early goal and then Newcastle settling in. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, I just you just can't you can't expect Leeds to hold these teams. They're they're pretty bad defensively. They give up a lot of easy, easy chances. I would love for them to win. Uncle Jesse, show me something. That's the thing though, is Leeds is very difficult to predict. Because they look yeah. like shit one week. And then they yeah. go into Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and they almost win that game. Or they go into mm-hmm. Liverpool in the Anfield and they win that game. So you never know. They could they could do it. But I, I, I just – Newcastle's a monster right now. Yeah. Um, we're really going to be shaking our heads after this game. I'm, I'm predicting four goals for Newcastle. And that's what has me really fucking worried. I think it's mainly going to be about how fucking – gaping open the defenses for leads. Um I'm gonna go four to two Newcastle. Um and I'm saving my my net my last goal score. But yeah, four to two Newcastle. Um Leeds are still gonna look like a shit. Yeah. Who was your second? Mitrovic? Yeah, I have so I have Mohamed Salah and Mitrovic and you have Wilfred Zaha and Phil Foden. Oh that's right. I took Foden. All right, cool. All right. Brayton versus Arsenal at Brighton, 12.30 kickoff. As I mentioned, no Casado. Doesn't look like McAllister is going to be back either. I was heard, I was told that they gave him a two-week break, so he'll probably come back after these set of games. So that's big for Brighton. Like I said, they're a system team, so you expect them to plug in somebody that'll be decent. But Casado's class, McAllister's Uh class, they will definitely miss those two. And, um, yeah, I think it'll be a tough game. Brighton is no no schmucks. Uh, they always show up. They always put in a shift. Well coached, well organized, and uh, I'm sure the crowd is going to be up for it. You know, Arsenal's coming into town. Let's let's get excited. Let's steal one off them. The crowd will be up for it. But I think we'll be too much for them, especially with no Caicedo. I mean, with the pressure we put on. And the style they play, they're able to go forward a lot. So I expect not that many chances from Brighton. I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think it'll be a 2-0 win for Arsenal. I have 4 nothing, And there's no way you can honestly tell me the way Arsenal's playing that they're only going to score two fucking goals against a team that's missing one of their better box-to-box midfielders and another attacking midfielder. Arsenal are about to shit on Brighton. Arsenal are about to shit on Brighton, and it's solely because of how important those two players are. Maybe Trissard laughs at us. Maybe he laughs at us because he hears goose egg for Brighton, but... I just don't think Trissard's going to be doing so much defensive work yeah. in this game that he's going to be lucky if he even gets a goal on shot on target. So, um, actually, why don't we do that as the prop bet? Goals on shots on target for Brighton because I see less less than five. Oh, I yeah. see Arsenal slapping like for Brighton to have a chance here. You theoretically. I wasn't even going to go lower. I was going to say like they three, two, like two and two a half, three, yeah, two and a half. Fucking hell! I'll take the over on two and a half, but I for shots on I target, it'll be three. Yeah, ah, that's so. See, I would take the over too. I, I don't. Gotta, you think McAllister and No Casado? They're probably going to hold their attack back because the yeah. reason they they attack, they're yeah. a pretty attacking team. But Casado bosses the midfield. He plays like that Partey role. 
where he just eats everything up that's taken in. I'm sorry, yeah. but you're not going to be able to plug somebody in and it's going to be their first game. Casado has started every single game for Brighton this year. Every you give single me, game. You give me three and a half and I'll take the under. Okay. I'll give you three and a half. All right. I'm getting yeah, that. So, you know, I just think I'm taking two zero because I think, you know, we're still figuring things out um, going forward with Enketia. But I'm I'm gonna take Enketia for another goal. I think he'll score again. I think oh. he'll get a shot in the middle. I'm gonna ride the Enketia train until I fall off and crash into the mountain. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think he'll get a goal. He's always in the box. He'll get chances. And with the way we create, you know, I saw a stat today that there was only one team in the Premier League that's had had four or more players with twenty plus created chances, and it's Arsenal, and they actually have five. Yes. And they actually have five. So we create a lot of chances. No Caicedo will be a big, big loss for Brighton. He can't protect that back line with our pressure, our constant pressing, our constant winning the ball back. Yeah. You know, I should probably go 3 nothing. You're right. I've just talked myself into another goal. <laughs> I'm going to say 3 nothing. Yeah. That's a good shout. I'm changing it. I just, It's just too much, man. It's just yeah. too much. They're going to pound that ball into their final third. I do not see them having a true chance, um, especially what's the name of their goalkeeper. If they play Sanchez back there, that guy, I, I, I don't see it. Um, yeah. He's highly rated, but every time I see him, he's clumsy. Yeah, yeah not for me, Clive. Um, <laughs> Saka is going to be my third guy. I think Starboy is going to keep the momentum going. He's been playing quite well. Um, he had a, sh- a beautiful goal that got called off sides. Oh, yeah. That was, <clears throat> that was shambolic, but what a shot. Yeah. I mean, uh, upper 90 right um, uh, on the short side. It, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So Is he the best yeah. white winger in the Premier League right now? It's tough to argue otherwise, man. Um, I, think, I think he is. It's really tough to say otherwise. Yeah. Uh, the only one you would have to wonder and ask yourself if you put Trossard out there. But even then, it, there's been Almiron. Almiron. Almiron is actually the right winger. Salah's still got to be in the conversation, even though he's not doing it as prolifically, but he's still good. Yeah, and we don't want to discredit Saka because of how good his other wingers or attackers have been in production. So it's not fair that we say, well, Salah's just as deserving, but, you know, Saka is going to get more shots because of how aggressive the attacking is. Like it, it works both ways. You can't you can't have both sides of the argument kind of thing. So I I would go personal preference. It's, it's Saka for me. I'm sorry. I think yeah, Riyad Mahrez is not even in the top five. I I can name four other ones that are better. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I'd go Saka. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's he's been amazing and. What impresses me about him is his strength. He anytime somebody's on him, he just bodies the shit out of them. I mean, yeah. he doesn't look strong at all. He's he's like slim. He's kind of like he looks like sometimes still looks like a, a boy. So I mean, he's he's just getting better, which is impressive. And yeah, uh, I just love his mentality as well. For all the bullshit he went through with that Euros miss to to just shake it off like nothing, just. Really impressed by that guy. Elite. He has elite mentality, no doubt about it. Definitely got to lock him up to a contract. Five years. I, I would give him a lifetime contract for sure. Um, but yeah. All right. Cool. 
1230. So those are the Saturday games. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. We will have we will start off with uh, not great football. We will start off with uh, disaster <laughs> dinosaur football. Spurs at home against Aston Villa. What are we thinking here? Uh, here here's a bet. Fuck. Here's another prop bet. So we did the we did the Brighton Arsenal. Another prop bet. Will Spurs will will Spurs be the first to concede? Yee shit. There's no way you're gonna take the the no on this because I'm <laughs> definitively taking the yes. Yeah, take it. Take the yes. Yeah, I mean, they've been conceding first. You think at home, maybe they'll get a goal. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, this match. Um, you know, at home, I'm sure the crowd's going to be pumped for them to be back. And, you know, Villa. Villa needs to stay consistent. Unai Emery, it's what? His, like, fourth or fifth game. So we'll see what kind of form they are against Emery. Like I said, I, I don't think they played bad against Liverpool. Defensively, they were pretty shitty. But going forward, they just didn't finish. So can they go into Tottenham and uh, take some points? What do you think? What are you predicting for this game? Two to one Villa. They're going to find a way to do it. And finally it gets to them. Let's get some uproar before the new year starts. All the games have been fairly predictable, and it's mainly because of the opponents, but we have to have one. And if there's one team out of the top six that I still think are just shaky it's Spurs, so I'm going to go two to one Villa on this. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think Villa is going to win, but I have another draw coming. Yeah, I'm going to take another two two draw for Tottenham, and full panic will ensue. Expressions God, will be in full it. meltdown. Shame, shameful FC. He'll be saying 45 minute FC. Conte out. You'll start hearing, but yeah. This will be another meltdown for Tottenham. I think Unai Emery will come into Tottenham, and you know he's a good manager. I think he'll have some tactics to to get out of there with some points. So for I'm sure. gonna back them. Um, you know, Son way out of form. Richarlison, I, where's Richarlison? Is he still on? I think he's doing his thing. Yeah. Is Romero going to be back? That's the thing. The Argentinians all come back, to my understanding, as early as uh, the 1st of January. Yeah. So no Romero. You're going to have that shitty back, that shitty back three that they have, a fucking dire Tanganga was starting. How can you be a big six side and starting Tanganga at fucking? He's horrible. Sounds like a Pokemon. (laughs) Wasn't there a Tanganga? Or, I think there was actually. It's fucking horrible, man. They're <laughs> so bad. They are so shitty. Tan Tangela. Yeah, it was close. Tangela. <laughs> I remember Tangela. It was like a ball of rope. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good match. Villa's usually always entertaining, even though they don't win a lot. But uh, yeah, it'll be entertaining. Two two and full melt meltdown. New year, no new friends. <laughs> I love it. And then the last match of the Premier League week. Um, what is it? Week 18. Nottingham Forest at home against Chelsea. Hmm. Will two, will two big six teams get upset or drop points? Ah, I don't think it's going to happen with this team. Yeah. Forest do play better at home. 
They were absolutely dreadful. We see a lot of times Forrest plays like shit. Yeah. Then they go home and they put in a shift. I don't think they'll get drubbed like um, who did Chelsea? Burnmouth. Chelsea was all over Burnmouth. Yeah. Um, I don't think that'll happen. But the big news out of that Burnmouth game, Reese James, out a month. Yeah. Out again. He's had a rough, rough year. Just coming back from injury, hurt again. They're saying he's out minimum four weeks. Chelsea's never, never good. Yeah. I could see this being an upset. 2023, off to the wrong start for Chelsea. <laughs> Bowley and Tottenham. Bowley shows, up. Dream. <laughs> Bowley shows up with $300 million in a bag and say, let's buy her Leao and fucking uh, let's get in cuckoo in right now we'll throw we'll throw uh red bull rb leipzig another 50 million on top of it and get them in now panic ensuing uh i'm gonna pick it i'm doing it i don't care don't dare me to i'll fucking do it yeah i'm gonna do it i think uh nottingham forest win 2-1 2-1 nottingham forest that would be incredible yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 to one Chelsea, and they're going to get some absolute shit goals. One of them is going to score off a corner because for some reason they just love getting a little extra bounce, lucky shit. It doesn't matter where this game is. Chelsea's going to have kind of dominance over them. Um, they're still going to be shaky to me because they're going into that next matchup against us, so that's going to be interesting, Yeah, especially like I mentioned to you via text. Like, you know, they, we beat them in the Carabao, and I think Potter wants something. So and you guys have an FA. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, yeah. I can't stand the amount of times we that the draws. always happens, right? It's dumb. It's so, it's so it's so dumb. We got them in the Carabella the same year we had them in the Champions League final. And it's like I don't mm-hmm. want to see them, see nothing to do with them. I want to play someone else and play get it's that thing in in college basketball too. Like the say you play them twice in conference and you see them in the conference tournament that third time. It is horrible. I yeah. hate, I would rather play a, a team in another region or another conference as opposed to playing a team in my own conference for the third time, just because they know everything we have. <laughs> like it by mm-hmm. then there's no secrets. So yeah, miss me with that shit. Um, I'm going to go three to one Chelsea um, Forrest aren't just going to put it together and they're going to blame all these players and the rejuvenate and the, the chemistry, you know, they haven't gotten it right. Whatever, dude, uh, just don't get relegated. <laughs> don't get relegated. Just don't get relegated. And I'm sure that guy keeps his job somehow. I think that's the mindset for Forrest. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'm going upset, but yeah, I can see that one going either way, but it's more of one of those hopeful picks. So yeah, that does it for our picks. Um, yeah, those those midweek fixtures next week are definitely juicy for sure. Are you off Monday? Uh yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm off ah, Monday too. That. So Brentford and Liverpool play at twelve thirty Monday. So maybe we can do something before then or after then, but we'll have to get our picks in before uh twelve thirty Monday. Well at, yeah. least, at least for that game. We can do the rest uh maybe on the podcast Monday evening. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but those games are interesting because I'm just looking ahead to that schedule. There's a lot of very good games. Brentford, Liverpool, Brentford at home. Arsenal, Newcastle. That's a huge game. Huge, huge uh-huh. game. Arsenal at home. Um, Chelsea, Man City at Stamford Bridge. Crystal Palace at Spur, uh, at home. At Selhurst against Spurs. And then Fulham against Chelsea. Wait, wait. No, that's not right. Why is Chelsea on here twice? Probably oh, the, the 12th. Yeah, it's okay. a rescheduled game. 
That doesn't make sense. Yo, that Crystal Palace Tottenham game has a low key chance of being good. Of course, at Selhurst too. Selhurst is a very tough place to play, especially in a London Derby. London Derbies away are always tough. Um, so yeah, those are those are four good games. Uh, you guys play Chelsea Thursday. Uh, yeah, Spurs Crystal Palace is Wednesday. Newcastle Arsenal's Tuesday. Brentford Liverpool's Monday. So they're nice and spread out too, which is which is also good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that week. Uh, hopefully the games this weekend are good. Anything else you want to mention before you get out of here? Rest in peace, Pele. Thank oh, yeah. you for all that you did for the game. Three World Cups, legendary yeah. player. Never played in Europe, but the way I hear it back then, the competition was more in South America. So, yeah. Thank Rest you for everything. One of, the, one of the greatest athletes of all time, not only yep. uh, footballers of all time. So, Icon. Yeah, rest in peace. 82 passed away. He's been sick for a while. So, honestly, probably for the better. Sounds like he was kind of suffering through some illness. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's in a better place now with Maradona and all those mm-hmm. legends up there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, rest in peace, Pele. New Year's Eve this weekend. You got any plans? I have a child, so yeah. I'm going to sleep yeah. <laughs> as much as possible. Um, no, I think we're probably going to get into some couple different different uh, shows. Um, I want to do Severance on Apple TV. I heard so, that's good. Is that the one with um Say it. Say it. Wait, wait, wait. Let me look it up. Oh, that's the movie with uh Will Smith. No, Severance is the show. Um or maybe oh, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. Of- that's the one with um directed by Ben Stiller. Yes, sir. It was did you watch season one? No, not yet. Okay, because um, season I've two heard- is coming out soon. Yeah, I've heard plenty about it. I want to get into it before season two. Yeah, my brother-in-law really liked that. I think you know what I'm really anticipating coming to HBO in the month of January. Oh, yeah, that's a couple weeks away. I already told Um, my fiance we're we're not doing anything that day. Yeah. We're fucking sitting there all day getting ready for it. That is going to be... 85 minutes. Debut too. I just saw it's going to be time. incredible. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's going to be incredible. I'm excited as a somebody who played the video game several times. I'm really pumped to see it. Pedro Pascal's awesome. Last of Us. <laughs> we're talking about Last of Us. January 16th, Sunday, 85 minute first episode. First episode should be a banger if it yeah. goes by the game. So, yeah. Um, what did we watch this weekend? We watched that Glass Onion. That was a pretty good movie. Um, yeah, you recommend? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, first, uh, first little bit of it is kind of slow, but once the mystery unfolds, it's really good. Yeah, and well, yeah, nothing really. Um, there's gonna be a lot of college football. Yeah, Giants playoff playoff game this weekend. You win and you're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. One o'clock on Saturday, so that is a huge game. I'll be hungover on New Year's Eve, and <laughs> right when that one p.m. comes, my energy will shoot through the roof because yeah. we haven't been in the playoffs in what five or six seasons we've been in the playoffs once in the last decade that's that's truly shameful mm-hmm. hopefully we're in it and yeah i see good things in the future for the giants they are a well well coached team we don't have the talent but we're still getting by so yeah. i think to get this team in the playoffs would be absolutely an incredible achievement because the, the roster is just not there 
way better than I thought we would go into the season. Um, Goal-wise, projection-wise, I wanted us to be a 500 team. I wanted us to just compete um, and show signs. Um, fixing the O-line, managing the what I thought was the handicap of Daniel Jones, but now showing the pros to his game, his development, and his growth. I still don't know if he's my fucking quarterback of the future, but for some reason I have to back him because my coach does right now, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I will say, just as a sidebar real quick, we've won with Eli Manning. We've won as a 9-7 and seven wild card team. Uh, we've won in different ways with Super Bowl. So I know this count kind of sounds bad, but I'm really tired of winning it that way, Brian. My preference yeah. would be to have a star quarterback, dude. I know that's yeah. lame to say. You win a Super Bowl any way you can, and we've proven that you don't have to have the greatest quarterback on the planet to win a Super Bowl. You have to have D-line, you know, uh, wide receivers, tight I mean, a lot of intangibles, a lot of different stuff. Defenses are more important as you get into the playoffs. Being road warriors or it was more important, right? I get all that. But I would just like to go into a game knowing ah, I know today this quarterback X is dropping at least three, 300 yards and three tutties. Like our offense is showing. I want to be yeah. that football team just once in my life. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, just the things that Dayball has done with Jones. I mean, the guy was 20, 30 turnovers a year easily. Yeah. And yeah. I think. I saw a stat the other day. He's like, he's top. He's he's top three in lowest turnover percentage, which is amazing because so good. That's a hell of a turnaround. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm 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 proud to say he's my quarterback this year because I look at that receiving core. It's got no hyperbole. It's one of the worst I think we've ever had. It's Facts. it's awful. It's easily the worst in the league. And he put up 300 yards this weekend with that yeah. against a 11 uh, win Viking team. Yeah, that's good. So I think he definitely has to come back next year because what are what are the options? We take a flyer on Zach Wilson. No, thank you. Never. There's really no other options. Jimmy Garoppolo. No, thank you. The guy's always hurt. I don't see any reason why you can flat out say Garoppolo is way better than Jones. I think they're pretty much the same quarterback, to be honest. Jones has the legs. So you give it. I want a quarterback that you know, has that dual threat. That's the way things are going. He's he's good in the pocket. He can deliver a pass. I think if we get him some good receivers, you'll see him be more consistent with uh, his passing because this weekend, like I said, 300 yards, and he had some easy passes dropped as well. He had 300 yards with easy, easy passes dropped by Richie James several times. That's bad. Um, so you get him a, a, a nice weapon, nice couple weapons. We need more than one. And I think, you know, you run it back with him next year. Why not? If he got nine wins with no receivers, why can't we get 11 next year? Lamar Jackson tells you he owns property in New Jersey. The problem with Lamar is you have to pay him $50 million a year. <laughs> and he's also pretty hurt. So, I so would love it, but, man, that's a lot. We have to, We have a lot of pieces to rebuild. Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson makes a few wide receivers look better. I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sold on that. I think if you're giving fifty million, it needs to be Mahomes. It needs to be Herbert. He's, get, he's getting fifty million, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I I would do it if it was half. Of, if it was like thirty, but you know he's getting around forty to fifty. 
that's too much. We already have salary cap problems. You're going to have problems rebuilding that roster. And you know this roster needs to be gutted. 50% yeah. of this roster, see ya. Thank you for your sure. service. For so sure. That's my problem with that. I, I honestly, honestly, I don't think there's that big of a gap between Jackson and, and Jones. I think there's a gap, but it's not it's not Mahomes to Jones. If you're yeah, going to so make you, that move, you do it for Mahomes. You do it for yeah. Herbert. If Herbert was there, yes, pay him 50. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't think that gap is – there's a gap. Lamar is better. I'm not saying he's not better. Yeah. But I don't think it's leaps and bounds. It's not big enough that you're going to say, all right, we're going to pay him 50 when we could pay Jones 20 to 25. I, I don't disagree with the premise. I know exactly what you're trying to say. I, I completely get it. Yeah, the the, the gap from, from Jones to Jackson – is not as substantial as people would would make from the Jones to Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So I, I completely get it. Yeah, it, it it's I'm spot on. I'm with you. I just I would love it. Trust me, but I just yeah. the money is just it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna prevent us from rebuilding the rest of our roster. Like there's no doubt. If you put if you swap Jones and Lamar right now, is our team that much different? I don't think so. Is the Ravens that much different? I don't think so. I really don't. I think it's kind of the same teams. Yeah. But if you put like Mahomes on this team, I think we probably have still one or two more wins, even with these shitty receivers. Like yeah. there's there's a there's a gap between those guys. Like Herbert, even like Burrow. I would do Burrow. Burrow's cool. Burrow's really good too. I like him a lot. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's a it's a big big weekend. Uh, we got Monday off, so and then we got midweek games, which is going to be great, 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 great times. Good to have the Premier League back. And uh, yeah, just I, I can't believe that the Bundesliga is not back until the it's end crazy. of January. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they're, they're giving them a, a fucking vacation. It's like Whatever, being a teacher. Man. You're off for two months. In the <laughs> it's, it's tough for me to take your league serious when the rest of the world's picked up their life and you just want to kind of give these players the freedom. I get it. They deserve it. But come on, man. Be a, be a, be a serious league. This is bullshit. Yeah, because I was looking in, in Munich and Red Bull, uh, RB Leipzig is on the uh, schedule. And I was like, oh, that's a good game. I'll, I'll tune into that. Because I always look in the other leagues and see if there's any big games that I'll tune yeah. into. I'm like, January 23rd? What the <laughs> fuck? They got a fucking... Stupid. They got a freaking honeymoon. <laughs> that's stupid, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be back. Um, we'll figure out when we're coming back. Um, Arsenal and City. This is, this is when the podcast coming up will not be as friendly as these. It's mm-hmm. crunch time. It's it's gonna it's gonna get heated in here. Our, our two teams is actually good. You know, we started a podcast, and now our two teams are in a title race. Good yeah, stuff. I think we said at the beginning. I mean, first off, February fifteenth is a date that no matter what happens, you lose or I lose going into this game, going into the rest of the season. I don't think anything gets really resolved until April or May. Uh, but February is the month where you can see some drastic change. February, I'm telling you right now, that conversation. My phone will be thrown to another room when that game's going on. I will not be messaging you nor the world. I'm just watching the game and taking it for what it's worth. That is going to be tremendous. Uh, yeah, I love the fact that our two clubs are going after it, but more more than anything, it's the way that the two clubs are doing it with similar styles, with similar managers, with simple, similar plans. It's good to see because 
it not just makes me feel better about what we've done. It makes me feel better that other teams like it enough that they want to try to duplicate that success with similar styles because it's, it's revolutionary football. You are playing revolutionary football. You are playing teams that refuse to say passing from the back is good. And it's laughable. <laughs> it's laughable because look what Leeds try to do when they press City. Look what teams do when they try to press Arsenal. It's laughable. Ben White runs circles around people. Attackers trying to press him. He has like they have no idea what they're going against. So it's it's beautiful to watch. It's just going to be, you know, who, who, who comes up on top. And that's going to be fucking crazy, man. It's going to be a long ride these next couple months. Yeah, it's a freaking Wednesday game. Both of our, our games this year, February 15th and April 26th, are both on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah, I'm calling out both of those days. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely. That's, that's, that is better than knockout I mean, round of the Champions League. Yeah, the, the, the title might be decided in those two games. You know? Literally. Seriously. Literally. If, if, if either team can get six points in that, that could be the difference. Huge difference. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Cool. So yeah, things are things are looking good. Premier League back. Good football this weekend. We got the bo- college bowl games as well. College playoffs. So yeah. lots of lots of good entertainment on. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. Premier Pep Talk Podcast Episode Twenty Three in the books. We out. Peace. Peace.